Hey, it's season three, and season three is all about self-learning mastery. Like, how do you decide on what you should be learning and the most effective way to do it? I'm going to be talking about hacking the way in which we learn and also going the slightly unconventional route because why should we always be following the traditional education model, which by all intents and purposes hasn't been that successful. And I'll be uh, throwing some stats and interesting factoids at you about that. Before we dive in, I just kind of want to give a quick update as to why you might even be listening to this podcast. So hey, it's Natalie Sisson, and I'm on a quest for freedom for you. This is the Quest for Freedom podcast, and you are joining me in 2017 as I uncover what you can do to simplify your life, feel connected, live mindfully, and develop true personal and financial freedom. In season one, I covered off around personal freedom, and I really delved into that mindset freedom through meditation, through mindfulness. In season two, I talked about business freedom and all about the business sabbatical that I went on, where I essentially fired myself from my business for three months. I shared the outcomes, I shared the results, I shared the just the journey of taking that much time off your business, as well as flipping your life 180 degrees, which was an added bonus. And season three is a topic that has always fascinated me because I believe that if we really want to truly grow and learn and lead a very fulfilled life, we need to be constantly learning. We need to stay curious. And yet, as we get bombarded more and more with information overload, how do you do that in a way that feels good, that feels fun, that feels like you are actually developing and growing and taking things in? You're not just consuming stuff because it's in front of you. You're curating what you want to learn and what you read and what you take in. And so that's what this episode is all about. I recently read an article on Quartz by Zat Rana called, If You Want to Be Smarter, Learn to Say, I Don't Know. And I just want to read out a little piece of that article, which I'll link to in the show notes. You can find those across at nataliesisson.com forward slash 15. The value of I don't know. When you think about it, acknowledging ignorance is actually productive. Sometimes the best answer is simply, I don't know. Now that isn't to give you a reason to exercise indifference or to avoid making difficult decisions. It's just about choosing to stick to your circle of competence and awareness. At any given point, there's only so much information we can make sense of. On a daily basis, there will be things we don't understand. If they aren't relevant, it's okay not to know. If they are, it's better to take time to think. This may seem fairly intuitive, and yet the vast majority of people rarely find themselves comfortable enough to be at ease with not knowing. Instead, they recite from memory whatever has been ingrained into their mind. They would rather stand for something with a loose foundation, and they prefer certainty even after being challenged, rather than to reconsider. In the long term, none of these tactics tends to lead to a healthy outlook. I don't know not only keeps us in our circle of competence and awareness, where the risk of potential harm is low, but it also works as a feedback tool. It's a competitive advantage because it adds an incentive to critically break things down rather than to take the easy way out. It forces us to get smarter. And there's no point standing for something if you have a bad reason to do so. Life is complex and messy, and it's okay to not know everything. It's fine to take time to form an opinion, and it's useful to acknowledge ignorance. 
We live in a world saturated with ideas, and not all of them are good. And not all of them are right for everyone. Ask questions, be critical, and don't be afraid to change your mind. There are no solid rules against doing so. No one makes progress by standing in the same place. And we didn't get to where we are by always being right. Everything is trial and error, and if you truly want to understand the world, you have to be comfortable with that. It's okay to open your mind. I just love that, don't you? Like, it's okay to not know everything. And maybe why this seems more surprising to me or something that I really resonate with is as you get further along in your profession, whether that's a career or a business, you seem to need to know more and more to be credible enough, to be expert enough, to be hired, to be taken seriously. And yet there's so many people out there that I see now who are spouting off about things that they actually have no depth of knowledge about in order to not just look silly because they don't have the answer. But it's okay not to have the answer. I used to remember on my Freedom Plan coaching calls, I could answer almost every question thrown at me, but I was never afraid of saying, you know what, I actually don't know the answer to that. So rather than giving you my best kind of answer or my best definition of what that answer might be, I'm going to go and look it up and I'm going to come back to you. And as I've been doing these wonderful feedback calls with alumni members of the Freedom Plan, that's been one of the biggest pieces of feedback is that one, I wasn't afraid to laugh at myself. Two, the advice I give is really pertinent and well-grounded and very knowledgeable. But three, I was absolutely fine with not always having the answer. I actually thought it was pretty rare when I didn't have the answer, but they said we really loved that when you didn't, you just went the extra mile to go and get it. And I'm thankful for being curious and having always been curious since I was a kid. But I do think there are times in your life when you go through not learning anything specific or new or anything that challenges you or stretches you or bends your reality and shows you another possibility. So episode one of season three is all about asking the question, why and what and how and who and when? All those brilliant leading questions that you used to get when you were back in school, when you were maybe studying journalism or the art of questioning. So this season, I'm going to be attempting to answer the who, the what, the where, the when, the why, and the how of self-learning mastery. Now, what the heck is that? Well, I've ordered my friend Phoebe Tickle to give me her description because this lady is fantastic. I met her at the New Frontiers event in New Zealand this year, which is a whole lot of innovators, change makers, and futurists, and big picture thinkers. And Phoebe's gone down this path since meeting me of understanding what self-learning mastery is, of creating your own university of sorts with things that you actually care about and want to learn about, not stuff that people tell you you should learn. And so maybe this episode is for all of those of you listening who are course junkies, who consume more information than you actually know what to do with, who are lost in a sea of information overload that isn't serving you. This episode is for you to understand how to take back control of your own learning so you get the maximum development of personal growth for your individual circumstance. I'm not going to promise it all, but we're going to touch on this throughout this season of the quest for freedom. Hello, uh, my name is Phoebe and I am here to talk a little bit about something I like to call self-learning mastery. (laughs) 
what this is really about is when we choose to take control and take responsibility of our own learning, create roots and pathways to make ourselves accountable to our learning goals, identify and make visible our learning edges, and have a load of fun choosing what we want to learn about and doing that in a community of like-minded self-learners. And I think something that's really key here is usually when we learn in school or university or in a master's program is somebody is telling us what we're meant to be learning. But by the very act of taking a step back and actually reflecting enough to decide and choose what it is that would most serve our passions, needs, inspiration at this time, we completely change our relationship with our learning journeys. And it completely expands our understanding of what is counted as learning. So you can start to expand that to conversations, to writing articles, to creating a podcast, to hosting a facilitated session. And so I'm really excited to talk more about this with Natalie soon and hope to see you on her podcast. I want to share with you that I'm experimenting with doing 60 minutes of active learning every day throughout season three and seriously beyond. In fact, I started doing it on my business sabbatical when I started learning about the science of happiness through edX and Dr. Libby's health course and the inner mind and psychology of dog behavioral science. (laughs) Apparently, it's good enough for Oprah and Bill Gates and other super smart, successful people, so it's good enough for you and me. And I'm doing this because if I can't even commit that amount of time to invest in myself and in my mind every day, then I'm clearly saying I'm not worth it, which is not something I want to be telling myself. Robin Sharma believes you can grow effortlessly in 60 minutes and unlock your hero potential. Who is Robin? Well, he's considered to be one of the top five leadership experts in the world. His work is embraced by rock stars, royalty, billionaires, and many celebrity CEOs. So again, I'm going to heed his advice where possible, and suggest you do too. Here's a snippet of a conversation where he's talking to Vishen Lakiani, founder of Mind Valley, about why 60 minutes of learning each day can unlock your superpowers. It takes a lot of bravery to say, I'm going to learn for 60 minutes every day, and I'm going to feel the discomfort of growth. But my commitment to growth and becoming the best human being I could be is so much more important than the fear or the discomfort that I feel. And that's what makes a hero, actually. They go on to discuss traffic university, as in listening to a podcast when you're stuck in traffic and learning something new in that time. Or running college, when perhaps you're out running with someone you can learn from, or again, you're listening to an audiobook or an educational podcast. Or school of walking, same concept, listen to a course while you're walking. The real point being, anything that you're doing, you can be learning. Working out, grocery shopping, walking to your airport gate. And what you feed your mind with is ultimately what you will believe and become. At least, that's what I believe. And Napoleon Hill in Think and Grow Rich, his famous line, is whatever the mind can conceive and believe, it can achieve. So taking that one step further, feed your mind with absolute positive truths and new learnings that will expand it beyond belief and you're going to be a pretty epic person don't you think so how do you go about learning anything faster and better 
Well, I'm about to tell you three great tips, but before I do, a word from our very wonderful sponsor. The working world has changed. With the growth of the internet, there's never been more opportunities for the self-employed. To meet this need, FreshBooks is excited to announce the launch of an all-new version of their cloud accounting software. And it's sexy. It's been redesigned from the ground up and custom-built for exactly the way you work. Get ready for the simplest way to be more productive, organized, and most importantly, get paid quickly. The all-new FreshBooks is not only ridiculously easy to use, it's also packed full of powerful features. Here are just a few of the ones Jessica Broom, entrepreneur and FreshBook customer, loves the most. I do all my expenses in there. I have, you know, I use the app on my phone and I have a little ritual. Like every time I get on a plane, I'll take the, while I'm waiting for the plane to take off, I will do all my expenses from that day with all my receipts from the airport or whatever. I like that I'm able to do expenses in all different currencies and like instantly on my phone. So I never have that like get back from a trip and have, you know, seven days of receipts build up. I think the time tracking is great sometimes, you know, rarely, but occasionally I will bill hourly and I like being able to just track my time like to the minute and then have it convert right into an invoice. That's super cool. Yeah, I really love that. So yeah. your clients always know you're being truly legit with what you've done. Truly for them. honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Go to freshbooks.com forward slash quest and check out their full list of amazing features. Then sign up and save yourself time and money today. Just enter quest for freedom where it says, how did you hear about us? I'd really appreciate it. And so would they. So how do you go about learning anything faster and better? Well, as part of my learning for this episode and this season, I've been looking into this. In Elle Kaplan's article on Medium, she shared some tactics on this very topic. In fact, Elle quotes research that says Robin Chalmers' 60-minute principle is 10 minutes too long. And I quote, Alan Dunn of Louisiana State University explains that anything less than 30 minutes is just not enough, but anything more than 50 is too much information for your brain to take in at one time. To put this into practice, make sure you're scheduling your learning sessions for short bursts of time using quick methods like flashcards. Schedule at least a 10-minute break between sessions to give your brain some much-needed R&R. Al also quotes Tim Ferriss, who seems intent on hacking everything in life, from your brain to food to health. He says you should focus first on the most important 20% of what you're trying to learn, which will actually cover 80% of what you need to know. Ask yourself, what are the most important elements that yield the biggest return on investment? For example, if you're learning a foreign language, what 20% of words are used 80% of the time? End a quote. Now, I've known about the Pareto rule for <laughs> since I was in school. When I read that, though, I instantly thought to myself, but of course, why do we learn all this extraneous stuff that doesn't serve us instead of narrowly focusing in on the most important? I apply the Pareto rule where possible in business, but when it came to learning, I don't think I have up until this point. And that's the premise of this entire episode, right? And the final tip I liked most in her article was this one. A John Hopkins study found that if you perform a slightly modified version of a task you want to master, you actually learn more and faster than if you just keep practicing the exact same thing multiple times in a row. Think about modifying your self-teaching techniques as you learn. If you use flashcards in one session, think about a more hands-on method the next time, or listening to a podcast or webinar. 
This will help your brain remember and recall information at a quicker rate. End quote. I wonder if that applies to tennis. Like all those years when I was practicing tennis, maybe I should have been watching videos on it too, as well as reading about it. And if podcasts were around when I first started learning, listening into some podcasts or taking some time to sit across from John McEnroe and pick his brain about his skills and how I could apply them. Hmm, food for thought. So I think that's enough learning for today. I wanted to start off light and build up over season three. That way I won't lose you in information overload. Instead, I'll be helping to expand your mind in the best possible way and learn more than ever before that's actually relevant to you and even better, curated by you. More on that in the next episode when I bring on Phoebe again for more insights into self-learning mastery. I hope you've enjoyed today's episode. You can find more and the complete blog post article transcribed at nataliesisson.com forward slash 15. Of course, you can also find this on iTunes and Stitcher and many other platforms. And if you're listening to it in one of those platforms, please take a moment to rate and review my podcast, Quest for Freedom. I'd so appreciate it. And here's to your learning. <laughs>